Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there, everybody. (laughs) So I'm coming to you from England. I'm just down the street from Stonehenge. This is my last broadcast from the Stonehenge area this trip. And uh, it's been a little bit of, uh, oh, it's been wonderful. And it's also had some challenges. But who among us is not experiencing challenges right now? Now, who among us? Oh, my Lord. So let us start with a prayer. Let's begin with that here and now. Let's place our hand on our heart and take that holy breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and so thankful that we can choose to place our full attention on love and remember that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love. We're wholehearted right now taking this breath of love and gratitude we consciously partner up with the higher holy spirit self the i am that i am and we remember our true nature and the true nature of our brothers and sisters we're remembering that love is all that we are and we are grateful for it oh my goodness so grateful Taking this breath, we declare that we are available for enlightened relationships. We're willing to experience the wholeness and the perfection in our relationships in every area of our life. And we're grateful that we can call it forth, accept it, and receive it right now in this very moment. We do it together. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. Because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 (sighs) So the topic uh, this week of our uh, radio show is enlightened relationships, which also was the topic of Living a Course in Miracles last week. If you're new to this radio broadcast, you might not be aware that I offer an eight-week free class on the phone online uh it's global we have local phone numbers for australia for canada for the uk for the us and i'm not sure where else and um we do these classes living a course miracles we just started the first one first week out of the 8 weeks last week with Colin Tipping who i just 
adore. He's the author of Radical Forgiveness and Radical Manifestation. And uh, his latest book is on relationships. So we picked a topic of enlightened relationships for our classes last week. We did two classes. And then this week we have Regina Dawn Akers. And the classes are on intuition, and she is the perfect person to be our teacher in this because, in case you don't know, Regina Dawn Akers, I just adore this woman. She is the scribe for the book, The Holy Spirit's Interpretation of the New Testament, which is a beautiful book. And uh, so she is in, she's, she's written uh, another book as well. And her her books are complete intuitive inspiration. And so uh, we are going to be doing two classes this week on accessing your intuition, increasing your intuition, and distinguishing your intuition from uh, egoic thoughts and patterns. How cool is that? So all of this is for free at livingacourseofmiracles.com, eight weeks Eight teachers, 16 classes, totally free for you at livingacourseofmiracles.com. So please go and get your Course of Miracles groove on at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And so as I said, we did two weeks, Colin and I, two classes rather, Colin and I last week on enlightened relationships. So I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people about them. And so I just got so excited and invigorated by the theme, I thought I'd continue uh, with our radio show today. Now, I also, while I'm in England, I've been recording some more of the workbook lessons. I've mentioned before that I'm working on an iPhone app. It's also going to be for iPads and Androids and guess what? It's also going to be available just through anybody's computer because I just want to make it available for everybody. So, and of course, it's free. So, putting a lot of work into that, investing heavily in that. And uh, so, I've been reading the lessons aloud and recording them. I think I've gotten about 70 of them recorded so far. And uh, I'm really enjoying this task. I feel so grateful for it. And lesson 34, it came to my attention in terms of enlightened relationships. Because one of the biggest challenges we have in relationships is we energize, meaning we think about and we think very strongly about our relationships as being less than ideal, less than good, less than holy, right? Isn't it probably more tempting to complain about our relationships than just about anything else? Isn't it more tempting to complain about our loved ones than just about anything else? Although I know most people tell me they are hardest on themselves. I think probably the second runner-up would be their family members, their loved ones. And then maybe after that, their co-workers. It's just how the ego system works, finds fault with everyone and everything. Thing. Complain, judge, complain, judge, complain, judge. I have a little mantra that I 
I sing when I notice that I'm in judgment and it helps me laugh and change my mind, which is critical because it's not unusual for us to have an awareness of judgments passing through the mind. The thing is not to, as I say, get on the pain train. So the judgments pass through our awareness, but we do not have to get on board with them and ride them to the end, which is where we're suffering and we're in misery. So we can just be cognizant that these thoughts uh, pass through our awareness without inviting them in, pouring them a cup of coffee, and asking them to tell their sad, sad story. Their judgmental, angry, hostile, resentful, regretful, vengeful story. So, my little mantra that I sing when I notice I'm in judgment goes like this. Judge, 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 judge. (laughs) And so, then it just makes me me laugh and I have changed the topic in my mind from thinking those judgments are true to laughing at them and realizing they are nothing because there is not one judgment, not one complaint, not one criticism that has any validity. It's all make-believe. It's all our interpretation. In fact, I've been quoting a lot in the last week the section in the uh, teacher's manual, the manual for teachers uh, in trust section, uh, chapter four rather, the first part, development of trust, where it says in paragraph four, it takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. They're helpful. Well, if they're helpful, why are we complaining, right? Because we're identified with the ego. We've forgotten who we truly are. That's why. And we can remember. And that statement in the Manual for Teachers, Chapter 4, in the section Development of Trust, very similar to Lesson 135, Paragraph 18. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? So, we can't experience the enlightenment relationship and be complaining and judgmental at the same time. So who among us does not truly wish to experience the holy relationship, the enlightenment relationship, the totally loving, beneficial relationship? Relationships are there to help us to remember over and over again, lesson 34, I could see peace instead of this, right? Over and over again, we get to remember lesson 68, love holds no grievances. No grievances, including grievances about the person who doesn't take out the trash. Let's take out the trash in our own mind, right? Paragraph 3, lesson 68, it is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. Paragraph 1 in Lesson 68, Love Holds No Grievances, it says, 
Perhaps you do not yet fully realize just what holding grievances does to your mind. If you did, you probably would change your mind and you could have peace instead of this. Now, here's what I can tell you, okay? I teach a seven-week spiritual boot camp class called Finding Freedom. Just finished one. The next one starts July 18th. And I also teach a year-long class called Masterful Living. In those classes, people transform their relationships. How do they do it? They take full responsibility for the quality of their relationship and they stop blaming anyone else. Now I'm going to be careful here in the class, in the class, in the, in the broadcast today, not to repeat the class last Friday because I know a lot of people listen to Living a Course of Miracles and are enrolled in the classes at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Uh, but many of you are not. So I'm just also want to, um, give you everything here and uh, just point you to if you missed last week's classes you can purchase them we have packages that are just a few dollars a class but uh, the free classes uh, going forward are all available to you they're free you get to listen free uh, for 48 hours after the class and The thing that I have seen in the Finding Freedom classes, in the Masterful Living classes, is those that put the pedal to the metal on non-judgment, on releasing criticism, on being wholly compassionate, and taking responsibility for the quality of their relationships, not giving themselves permission anymore to blame the quality of the relationship on anyone anyone but to take full responsibility for transforming it into a holy relationship the ones who do that they have miraculous healing across the board but you see the minute that you want to blame somebody else the minute that you want to hold on to a grievance you are basically saying To love, which is your true nature. To love, which is your healer. You are basically, if you're holding on to a grievance, a judgment, any kind of blame, any kind of regret or resentment, you are saying to your own holiness, get out of here. I'm not interested in you. So the thing that is so challenging for most of us spiritual students is we go back and forth, 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 right? all day long it's like we're we're doing that thing with a daisy i love you i love you not i love you i love you not i love you i love you not i judge you i love you i judge you i love you i judge you i love you so this is why the biggest challenge for us is to be consistent which is the number two characteristic of god's teachers in the course it's called honesty Being honest with yourself is being consistent. So it's very challenging until we learn to be consistent. And it can seem like it's really, really challenging to be consistent. But here, my friend, is your tool. Value love. Just value love. And then you'll find yourself being consistent. You will find yourself becoming increasingly disinterested in complaining and judging 
and putting it on someone else. You'll find yourself being delighted that you can take responsibility because you'll start to see that every time you shift your mind from blaming into taking responsibility, the circumstances shift and you have a greater experience of peace and happiness. And it's all because you decided to change your mind. I could see peace instead of this. I can choose peace instead of this. I'm only interested in the thoughts I think with God. So you see, A Course in Miracles can take us to a place of great expanded awareness, happiness and peace so quickly if we actually live it. So therein lies the challenge because there's no benefit to studying A Course in Miracles. There's really only benefit to living it. Living it. Now, what I often say is you can put the book down because it's written in your heart. Instead of looking in the book for the answers, look within. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. So this is what we're talking about. And it's really about having a holy relationship with yourself. And You can do that because you don't have to figure out how to do it. All that's required is your willingness. That's all that's required. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that lovely? So we become willing on a moment-by-moment basis to surrender, to offer, make a holy offering of any grievances. He who holds grievances denies he was created by love and his creator has become fearful to him in his dream of hate. Who can dream of hatred and not fear God? Many suffer because they feel God is judging them. It's just a projection. God has no judgments because God knows no bad, no wrong. In the world of illusion, we can choose. This is for us to choose. It's wonderful. So it's time for me to take a break. I invite you to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com and sign up if you're not already registered for the free classes. And just a reminder, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back and um, sharing about enlightened relationships looking at different places in the uh, workbook that support us in understanding how powerful it is for us to take responsibility. And I find that it's really, really challenging to take responsibility when uh, we're labeling things as being wrong or bad. It's just 
Why would we want to take responsibility for what's wrong or bad? And this is why I find that that quote from Lesson 135, that quote from the Manual for Teachers, both of which basically say the same thing, which is that everything is working together for our good. And that divine order is in progress. That Divine order is the ground of our being. In other words, we live, move, and have our being in divine order, perfection, and wholeness. And it is our willingness to see that divine order that allows us to really let go of the judgment. So as long as we're holding on to the judgment, we can't have a holy relationship. And really, why would we doom ourselves to yet another lifetime of unholy relationships? Have we not suffered enough? Lordy, lordy, I know I have. And I used to energize so much judgment, complaints, and criticism in my relationships. And now I've come to realize that everything I've experienced was really for my healing, my learning. And I'm grateful for that because I am a lifelong learner and I am interested in learning how to take responsibility for what I experience within the illusion. Yes. And the more I do this, the more lighthearted I am. And you know what? I have to say it. The upsets, the seeming betrayals, the double crosses, the giant disappointments have really diminished. So when I was praying to be loving, when I was praying to be compassionate, when I was praying to be harmonious and all of that, but I was not actually following through by choosing the thoughts of love and kindness and generosity and compassion but still clinging to the judgments, the upsets, the resentments, the regrets, then I was experiencing tremendous upset in my relationships because I was so conflicted. And this is where most of us begin. Most of us begin with tremendous conflict because we say we would like to be loving, to be compassionate, to be harmonious. But when push comes to shove, we'd rather be judgmental and angry and resentful and regretful and be the ones who get to ascribe whose fault it is. That's generally what we prefer. (laughs) and oh my lord it just creates so much distress and we don't realize that we're the ones who are calling forth that distress through being conflicted in our minds you see if in our heart we hold let me be loving let me be compassionate but in our mind we give ourselves permission to judge then there's a fundamental discord there's a fundamental split in our mind and many course of miracles talk about being in the right mind or the wrong mind being to me aligned with the i am that i am or with the ego thought pattern of separation so if we're bouncing back and forth then we're we have an inner conflict our heart and mind are not congruent and so we're going to experience 
consistently we are going to experience upset, drama, challenges, and all that challenge, all that upset, all that drama, all those circumstances, which are the outpicturing of our inner conflict, are there to help us become willing to value consistency and to become devoted to choosing love, compassion, generosity, patience, kindness. I've just uh, gone through a bunch of experiences with Hertz Rent-A-Car. Oh, my Lord. Uh, It's not even worth explaining because it's so mundane. But I've had a bunch of challenges with this rental car I've had here in England. First of all, right after I got the car, I got into an accident. I was changing lanes. Someone was overtaking me. I think they were in my blind spot, and we collided. And uh, and then I had a flat tire and literally 11 hours on the phone going back and forth with Hertz and waiting for them in the parking lot back and forth. Uh, just uh, taxi rides back and forth, lost key, all these things. Now, it would be very easy for me to say, well, this is Hertz rental car's fault. They're crazy. In fact, the Hertz rental car people said to me, you must think we're idiots. Oh, my God, I can't believe what you have gone through with this. But they're not idiots. The system may seem to be idiotic. The system may seem to be designed in a way that is not for the optimum customer experience. I'll give them that. But that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters to me is what is it for for me? And what it is for for me is my healing my awakening, because I'm truly on a daily basis praying to purify, to clarify, because I'm only interested in having holy relationships. And years ago, I I really threw down the gauntlet when I first became very vigilant studying A Course in Miracles, and I decided to forgive everything. I said to the Holy Self, the higher self, the I am that I am, the Holy Spirit, I said, I am asking for only holy relationships, only healed and holy relationships. Whatever it takes to transform them, I'm in. I'm taking total responsibility. Bring it. And bring it, Spirit did. So I had challenges in all my relationships. All of my relationships became uncomfortable. And I'm glad I can laugh about it now because I was so miserable about it when I was going through it. But I really firmly believed, okay, that that time of challenge and seeming misery was for my highest good. And every day, many, many, many times a day, I would affirm, this is how I'm clarifying my mind. This is how I'm purifying my mind. And I held my heart to the holy altar fire of love. And I asked all of heaven to support me in cleansing and purifying my heart. I knew I had to take responsibility for everything I was experiencing in the illusion because that is the fastest way home. 
If you want to blame anything on anyone else, then you are affirming there is an other. And there is no other. There is only the one. And you, our realization of the oneness and the unity of all life is the only thing that's going to get us home. We've got to value the oneness. And so if I'm trying to blame anything on anyone, the person who spilled the milk and ruined the thing, the person who hit the car, the person who didn't do this, the person who whatever, if we're blaming anyone for anything, then we are thinking there is an other. And this is why our relationships are the very best tool we have to work with our mind and our heart, becoming congruent, taking responsibility, becoming vigilant for love, releasing all grievances, releasing the idea that we would give ourselves permission to hold a grievance. Our holy relationships are our salvation. So let us call for a holy relationship in every relationship that we have, including the relationship with the person that we seemingly just pass on the street. Let that relationship be holy too. Let us extend love and bless our neighbors, everyone that we come in contact with. Let us shine the light of the Christ in Every conversation. This is our holy opportunity. It's not too much. It's not beyond us. No matter where we're starting from, even if we seem to be filled with guilt and blame and shame, that too is an illusion. And we can bring a holy relationship to light in every relationship that we have because we give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. Our willingness is all that's required. Now, if we're still holding on to blame and to shame, clearly, our willingness is very small. Very, very small, tiny, 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 tiny. So that's where our work is. It's If you think of each grievance like a weapon, the weapon of separation, it is the instrument of attack And if you want to attack someone else, you will feel attacked. The attacker always feels attacked. Always feels attacked. Now, one of the things, there are so many great lessons in in the workbook. Oh, my gosh. Lesson 19. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. So in our relationships, every single person that we're thinking thoughts about is experiencing the effects of our thoughts. There are no private thoughts. So if we give ourselves permission to attack, we are... Sharing that attack with everyone that we meet. And one of the ways I think about it is this. If you think about, well, life being like a river. And whatever it is that we're thinking, we are contributing 
to the river. Just one way to think of it. Energetically, we're contributing it to the le- to the river, to the illusion. You know, this is why Gandhi said, um, my life is my message. I say my life is my ministry. My ministry is my life. Uh, it's, the world cannot have peace until I have peace. There will not be any peace in the world until I have peace in my heart and mind. And so this is where I do my work, and this is the holy purpose of my life, is to love and be loved. There is nothing beyond that that is even remotely significant. It's just what I'm doing while I'm fulfilling the holy purpose of my life, to remember and value the unity of all life, to Place on the altar all thoughts of attack and blame and shame and regret and resentment. So grateful that every relationship can be holy in my life. And I don't have to hold anything back. I can be wholly loving in every relationship. And it's not up to anyone but me. Isn't that wonderful? That we can love fully and completely, which means without attachment Without reservation, without expectation, we can love unreservedly in every relationship and be a beneficial presence. Of course, one of the challenges to most people in relationship is expectation and attachment, the shoulds, which are opinions and judgments. And so our healing, our spiritual healing comes through practicing being loving in our relationships and being committed. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. And I love this. It says in paragraph 2 of lesson 19, today we are gaining we are again emphasizing the fact that minds are joined. This is rarely a wholly welcome idea at first, since it seems to carry with it an enormous sense of responsibility and may even be regarded as an invasion of privacy. Yet, it is a fact that there are no private thoughts. Despite your initial resistance to this idea, you will yet understand that it must be true if salvation is possible at all. And salvation must be possible because it is the will of God. So when we take responsibility for the effects of our thoughts and start to look at the quality of our relationships and take total responsibility for it, then we can change our mind, right? So we're we're opening ourselves to the next lesson in the workbook, lesson 20, I am determined to see and to really have an awareness of the power of operating with intelligence using the law of cause and effect, not blaming anyone for anything, taking total responsibility. At first, it seems like a horrible idea. Take total responsibility. Oh, God, no. I've got to blame all my unhappiness on someone else. But then the unhappiness just continues. So in order for all heaven to break out, we have to take total responsibility. That's the path of enlightened relationship. 
It's challenging. I'll give you that. But it's so worth it to step up to the challenge. Let's do it together. It's time for me to take a break. Just a reminder, all the free classes are at livingacourseofmiracles.com. You can go in the break and register now. And we've got seven more weeks this week with Regina Dawn Akers. We're focusing on intuition. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Did you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors' The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Oh, we're... Talking about enlightened relationships this week. And uh, 
I, as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm inspired by the classes we had last week with Living a Course in Miracles and Colin Tipping. And if you missed those and you wanted to hear them, you can purchase them. Um, we have packages where it's just a couple of dollars a class. And we there was a lot of useful, helpful information. And I, if you are participating in Living a Course in Miracles and you wrote to say how helpful it was, thank you for that. I really appreciate the feedback. Now, Lesson 23 says, I can escape from the world I see by giving up attack thoughts. First sentence in Lesson 23 The idea for today contains the only way out of fear that will ever succeed. One of the most common questions, probably the most common question I get, and I get it all the time, is how do I get rid of this fear? Oh, Lordy, how do I get rid of this fear? I'm living in fear and I'm I'm tired of it, worn down by it. I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. Fear, 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 fear. Fear, worry, anxiety, doubt. Just sick of it. This is the most common question I get. How do I get out of living in fear? Lesson 23. I can escape from the world I see by giving up attack thoughts. The idea for today contains the only way out of fear that will ever succeed. The only way out of fear that will ever succeed. This is why whenever anyone says to me, how do I get out of fear? I say, give up attack thoughts. Do not give yourself permission to attack anyone with your thinking, including yourself. All attack thoughts. Don't attack the people on TV. Don't attack the ants that are invading your pantry. Don't attack, I mean, in your mind. Don't attack anyone or anything for any reason whatsoever. Which means, uh, like, for instance, one of the things that I notice for me when I'm back home, I'm in England right now, but when I'm back home and driving in Los Angeles traffic, uh, there's one thing that kind of tweaks me. Because people do crazy knucklehead stuff. Now, that's a judgment, I know. Uh, but there's erratic behavior, let's call it that, in traffic in Los Angeles on a very regular basis. So one of the things uh, that uh, I used to get really tweaked by, and I don't anymore, and I'm grateful for that, shows you can really do this work and have success, <laughs> is um, now check this out. It's kind of a visual thing. I don't know if you can get it, but in Los Angeles, we can turn right on a red, which you can do in most places in the United States, you can turn right on a red. So, we have this traffic in LA that very frequently will be standing still, right? So, you're at a corner, you're at an intersection, at a light, the light is green. But you can't go because if you go, you'll be stuck in the intersection. So, you have to wait. Till you know, there's some progress up ahead so that you don't get stuck in the intersection and you're blocking traffic, right? Don't block the box is what they say in, in New York, or at least they used to when I lived there. So you've got a green light, but you can't go and you can't go ahead because you'll be blocking the box. Somebody who's got a red light 
will turn right on red. And they'll get right into the box. And they will think that there's, that that's perfectly legitimate. So then they're ahead of you. They're moving ahead of you. Uh, and it, it seems like it should be illegal to turn right on red if the people who have the green light can't move forward because of traffic. Doesn't it seem that way? Maybe that's a judgment. Maybe that's an opinion. So when I used to see people, because they do it on a regular basis, they will turn right on red when the traffic is backed up. I used to, there was a word that would come into my mind that I I wouldn't say on the radio. (laughs) And um, it's not kind, but it was a label that I would put on the person. Uh, and it was just like a kind of a knee-jerk reaction. And let's just say jerk was the word, okay, jerk. Just a knee-jerk reaction, labeling them my brother, usually my brother, doing that, <laughs> turning that right unread. Well, I I became interested in having a holy relationship with everyone because the only way we're going to remember our true identity is through having a holy relationship with everyone are we not because there's only one don't we have to claim a holy relationship with everyone i think we do so i started to notice okay i'm not interested in that anymore so when i would see that people were getting ready to make that move that i would in my my history label or criticize or judge now I'm just like, dude, whatever. I'm unmovable. I cannot be bothered. Do what you want. You know, and when I first started making that transition, I'd think, well, you're going to hell, dude, but you do what you want. I won't judge you. <laughs> you know, it's, that's the thing about me. Sometimes uh, I have to work up to it to no attack thoughts. Yeah. So, but this, this is a thing that many people don't seem to realize. And that is that it's about having a holy relationship with everything and everyone because there is only the one. And truly, I remember having a conversation very early on in the radio show with Ken Wapnick about this and realizing that just the littlest bit of attack thought just the littlest, tiniest bit is a vote for separation. So, in, and that's the good thing to know, actually, because there's no bigger little in God. There's just no bigger little in God. God is full on wholeness. There's nothing outside of God. There's nothing in addition to God. There's nothing in contradiction or competition with God. God is love. Love is all that there is. And the only way to perceive that wholeness in your physical body, in your emotional body, in your mental body, in your spiritual body, your etheric body, in all the subtle bodies, in all your relationships, in every aspect of your experience is to choose it. You'll see it when you be it, right? So we're eliminating the attack thoughts. Sometimes I say it's the process of elimination 
en route to illumination. We're allowing the light to enter our mind. And so through that illumination, through our willingness, we begin to perceive that every attack thought is an attack on God. It's an attack on our own holiness. And where do we give ourselves permission to do the most attacking? It's in our relationships. It's in our relationships. We give ourselves permission to be disappointed in ourselves and in everyone else. But if all things are working to our to our good, wouldn't the only way that we could move into disappointment be if we gave ourselves permission to think it should be differently, which is a judgment, right? So everything is for our good. If we're thinking it should be different, then we don't understand what our good is and we are not willing to receive it. And no wonder we're suffering. We're denying our good right where it is. This is the benefit of our relationships is they can, if we choose it, they can teach us to be totally disciplined for love. How wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? It's available to us. The healing is happening now. So we must be vigilant. I I really invite you this next week just to... to Work with this over and over and over again. Lesson 23. I can escape from the world I see by giving up attack thoughts. So if you don't like the world you see, if you don't like your relationships the way they are, if you're not happy with your body the way that it is, if there's something that you don't like about your life, give up the attack thoughts and watch it transform. The idea for today contains the only way out of fear that will ever succeed. Isn't that good to know? Oh, my Lord, I think that's so good to know. There it is, right there. The way out of fear. People try to manipulate the circumstances. Oh, if I had more money, I wouldn't be afraid. Oh, if my body were healthier, I wouldn't be afraid. Oh, if I were married, I wouldn't be afraid. Oh, if I could get a divorce, I wouldn't be afraid. Right? It's always circumstantial. No, no, no. It's only related to our attack thoughts. And our relationships give us the holy opportunity to choose differently, don't they? Yes, they do. It's beautiful and it's blessed. Oh, yeah. Well, it's time for us to pray. And I, I just want to remind you again, livingacourseofmiracles.com. We've got seven weeks left, seven teachers. 14 more classes, all for free at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Won't you share that with a friend? There, It's about really practically applying these teachings of A Course in Miracles. I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and take a breath of love and gratitude with me. Oh, this hour goes by so quickly. Let us be grateful and thankful that no matter how entrenched in fear 